Hi, I'm Harry. And I'm Simon. Together we sell all sorts of antiques and collectibles from our two auction houses in Windsor and in Devon. But where do the items come from? Join us as we chat about house clearances, our weird and wonderful finds, and interview others in the antiques and auction trade, and if we're honest, just about any other topic that happens to come to mind. Right, welcome back. It's uh, another episode of The Gavel and the Gavel uh, with me, Harry, and I'm joined as ever by... From Devon, rhymes with heaven, it's Simon. How are you? Oh, dear me. And a lot of dad jokes today, was it? (laughs) (laughs) I've been very busy, I'll have you know. Okay, mate. The usual question, how was your week or how is your week? Wow, crazy busy, crazy busy. Lots of lotting up, lots of interesting things coming into auction. Seen some fabulous houses for house clearances, met some very nice people, looked at some rather lovely ceramics and glass and silver. It's been lovely. The weather's been beautiful and I've been trotting around the Devon countryside looking at lovely, lovely things. How about you? How's it going Mate, there? hang on a minute, hang on. I'd just like to pull you up on that. I'm not sure that you um, are telling the whole truth because I've seen some really um, lovely pictures of you and your family sailing off the coast of um, Lyme Regis in a little boat. It's what we do. It's not. I'm um, not saying it's a yacht before anybody gets like, where's, where's that come from? So, do you know what? A lovely, lovely friend of ours, actually, who lives up the lane from us, he asked us to sell a wonderful, do you remember the German... Uh, cup that we sold about three auctions ago made really good money. Do you remember it? Yep. That belonged to our friend Jeremy and he was so made up with what it made at auction he said, now I know your eldest Max is sailing as a thank you would you like to come out on my sailing boat? Now I've never been on a sailing boat in my life. I mean I've been on the Calais to Folkestone cross channel thing but I don't think that's the same thing. And he, no, I didn't see any sales. Are you talking about a car ferry? That I've been on one of them. That's what you're talking about. That is the, the sum total of my sailing experience. I'm pretty sure that's not sailing, right? No. Right. So I've always wanted to go I, I, I on a sailing. I want to dress that up and turn it into a joke, but I can't. Go on. I've always wanted to go on a sailing boat. One of those windy propelled ones, you know, with the sails and the sheets and the tillers and the starboards and the port side things going on yes, so very good. anyway so we yeah we got to do that on uh, last week at a, there was a five o'clock high tide i learned about tides and high tides and low tides and oh it's amazing off you went and off we went we went out and i got to steer i got to use the steering wheel <laughs> i've taken it all on board really so, you know it's what? like oz it's like when i get into a boat it's like osmosis Facts just fly at me and they soak in. I'm basically now a salty sea dog. So uh, on occasion, I regret nudging you towards an anecdote. (laughs) I imagine you do. Yeah, most people do. Um, But yeah, we sailed the high seas. Okay, Um, enough, enough, enough. You asked. I know I did. But because you were just busy telling us all that you've been to lots of nice houses and looked at lots of nice stuff and weren't telling us what what you'd seen oh i see you think you think i was bunking off don't you this was at five o'clock in the evening outside of core working hours don't worry honey. i'm not it's i'm not shaming so you on the podcast mate for your <laughs> you know a commitment or lack thereof there you was no bunking off no you bunking do whatever off. you like 
Fully committed. And we had a, um, when we were out about this week, so we had a team and um, we moved a guy and partially cleared his house and moved him into storage while he was downsizing about three or four weeks ago. And he's come back from overseas and wants us to um, wanted us to move him into his new place. And we have been saying to him, you need to tell us how big your new place is so that we can tell you what. And he wouldn't do it. So he was in a six bedroom detached house and asked us to with five receptions, something like that. And then he asked us to move him into a three bedroom first floor flat. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, that must have gone well. I'll put the picture up on the Instagram account of the furniture that he decided he no longer wanted <laughs> in the process of the move. Oh. So he stood on the back of our lorries and went, I haven't thought this through. And you've constantly asked me to tell you about this. And I've he'd cancelled his account at the storage people. They'd re-let his um, unit and we were left stuck with all our lorries full of his stuff. <laughs> I nearly had to do... And the boys rang up and said, um, uh, you might have to do an auction in the street at this moment. <laughs> As there was a line of sofas and beds all piled up outside this block of flats. Uh, it was very funny. God bless him. So um, I do the occasional talk on downsizing. This client had chosen not to attend. What I would say is you kind of need to plan ahead, you know, and not shoot yourself in the foot and um, cancel your storage and all that sort of stuff. Maybe listen to your downsizing removal and auction team. Do you know what? Um, we did a job the other day for a company called Senior Moves, who, in fact, we should get on here. Yeah, they're great. Um, who are absolutely amazing. What a team. Um, and they will, um, I mean, they specialise in older people downsizing. And they'll go round the new and the old property and give you a sort of fresh insight. And I don't, I, I'm, I, I, this is the wrong phrase you can tell by, but sort of hold your hand through the process. Yeah, we should absolutely. get them on. Absolutely cracking group, and I think and I bet they'll have some great stories. Yeah, I think, and I think they're countrywide. But yeah, I would recommend getting somebody on board like that um, who um, can assist. I would certainly use somebody like that if one I could afford it, and two um, I was downsizing and didn't already have have very few possessions because I'm mean. <laughs> um, so yeah that happened and the other thing we've um, noticed and I don't know about you because I don't know where we are in the auction cycle is um, I've seen a lot of people turning up to collect things that before they would have got a courier to collect so we watched a woman try to put a pedestal desk in a Fiat Panda <laughs> right is this a cost-saving exercise? Another person turned up in a, I want to say it was an Alfa Romeo um, convertible and literally peeled the roof back and just stuffed it and stuffed it until they literally turned it into a transit van and then drove away. And she said, oh, I'm not paying, I, I'm not paying the courier, not our courier charges, uh -huh. we don't do it, but um, I'm not paying the couriers, but they're charging up, I'm not paying them, so I've come to get it all myself. <laughs> So we've had this long procession of weird sort of things strapped to the sides of vehicles leaving our premises. 
we have a very lovely Polish chap called Marcin who occasionally <laughs> attends the auction. And that man is a genius. He turned up with a Mercedes saloon, not even an estate. And I watched him strap an entire three-piece suite to the roof and drive off with it. By the way, not a roof bar in sight. Literally <laughs> to the roof. I was, <laughs> I was saying, how far have you got to go? Oh, just back to Torquay. That's an hour and a half away. Oh, Torquay? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just trundling around the corner. No, 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 no. He was driving down the M5 and uh, with a full three-piece suite. I mean, there was literally one of the chairs was strapped to the boot. You can only imagine that the police, as that trundles past, will only look on in admiration. I would have thought so. Rather than pull him over, they'll be like, did I really just see that? Yeah, it was a genius. <laughs> Mind you, talking of transport, the best one, do you remember we sold a life-size statue, probably made out of papier-mâché or something like that, of a cow? Do you remember the black and white yes, cow? Yes, 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 yes. And that went it, well, out. It, was, it had been originally auctioned for charity, hadn't it? Yes, it had. That's right. It had been painted by an artist and it had been auctioned and it had ended up in Brighton in a um, nightclub. And we were clearing the nightclub. So we brought the cow back, uh, sold the cow at auction um, and it went out with all four legs pointing skywards, strapped to the top of a, um, a four before. And it was probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen. A life-size cow, looked like it had rigor mortis with all four legs in the air, trundling off down the A35. I've only, I can't top that because I love that. Good. But we did collect a life-size model of a horse that was made out, it was going for a nightclub installation, which was made of little mirrored squares oh yeah so imagine yeah. the life-size horse replica and it's like a it's like one of those glitter balls every little yeah every, yeah yeah and yeah. we couldn't get it in the lorry and so it had to come down the back of our lorry with its head out the back of the lorry as we drove down the m4 apparently it's the most hit windsor auctions ever been on social media because <laughs> people were videoing this horse um, I God knows how we uh, yeah we only did a couple of junctions but it was very funny but yeah it wasn't a horse it wasn't a cow with rigor mortis. <laughs> well, we should we should continue the theme of interesting ways um, our customers get their finds their purchases home because there's plenty of them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if um, you want to message in and tell us the most peculiar thing you've seen transported, uh, we're all over it. Um, what do you got coming up in uh, September? I've got a Saab update for you. I don't want to know. Uh, you've got a, it, we've got a Saab update. This is going to fill your heart with joy. They've asked for it back. <laughs> no, they haven't. The Saab. Fingers crossed. Have we put it? Have we put the Saab up on Instagram yet? No, it's going up on Instagram. Still not got access to the Instagram <laughs> account. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. Yeah, Although on. apparently my sister's not hugely in favour of that either. Seems to be None on Team us. Harry. 
<laughs> Isn't everybody? So the su- No, apparently not, having spoken uh, to your wife earlier today. No, not everybody <laughs> is on Team Harry. No, Go they're on. not. So the Saab, not only is it a marvellous piece of vintage machinery, David, who works for us, who is very big into his cars, has got it running. It is now a fully mobile Saab because it turned up on yeah, a low load. Mate, mate, oh, the problem, no. She starts on the button, I think is the yeah, phrase. Yeah, the problem with this is that you don't listen back to the podcast because you don't like the sound of your own voice. That's a lie, everybody, by the way. Is, no, um, however, <laughs> however, you've already told listeners that it's got a broken axle and goes sideways at the front. So it may well start. No, it turns out, no, it turns out that was due to the flat tyres, which are now fully inflated and very round. Okay. I'm looking forward to auctioning this. It also what, go, can we move goes on from into the gear. No, at the moment, it goes into gear. It goes forward and backwards and it runs. I mean, this is a marvel of modern technology. Uh, we're going to be back after this advertising break. Sold. Uh, Simon, where are you heading on the 22nd uh, to the 25th of September? Well, one of those days at least. I'm glad you asked, Harry, because I am heading your way and heading to Henley for the fabulous Henley Decor Fair. Mate, great fair. There's about 180 dealers, a riverside setting. You can even bring the dog. We take Bertie, the dog, uh, free parking and... This is not a word I use, but this has been written for me. It's got a great vibe. (laughs) A great vibe. The great team that run the fair bill it as a lifestyle event uh, that has everything to inspire the vintage lover, is that an old person, or interior designer in us all. That's exactly what it's like, mate. And for those who want to make a day or evening of it, there's great food stalls. I'm all over that. Oh, funny that. Bars. I'm all over that. And surprisingly, there's a vintage tea room that sells cake. Neither of us are going there. (laughs) So the food stalls are for you. The bars are for me. The vintage tea room. Well, somebody will love it. Uh, There's even, by the way, Harry, this is right up your Strasse, an 80s disco night on Saturday the 24th. Get your tickets from the website. Be quick. They're at www.henleydecorfair.com. Mate, I might join you there. Oh, look forward to it. 80s disco it is. Fair warning. And we are sold. And we're back. Can we talk about something else other than this sub? Because currently okay. it sounds like your auction has only got one lot. And it's going to be very short. I happen to know that you've been terrorised this month by a industrial consignment of Airfix toys. Or as, uh, or as Joanna has said, Airtex toys. Joanna, who works in the office at Lime Bay. Yes, who has she, uh, up, um, been uploading yeah. vast amounts of pictures of Airfix model kits, much to her chagrin, um, and somehow has turned that into Airtex because she has lots of children, and I'm assuming she's referring to the PE kits made out of breathable <laughs> fabric. Um, She's not the same. You a big Airfix fan? Did you make a lot of Airfix models when you were a kid? Are you insane? No. Why? What? No. Why wouldn't you just buy a plane that's complete? Who in their right mind wants to buy? I know. Well, I I want a Spitfire. So give it to me in 10,000 fiddly little pieces 
make me glue it all together, super glue my fingers and my eyelashes together. Then you want me to paint it. And by the way, the paint doesn't paint over the glue. So now it just looks a complete. And then I end up with a crappy looking Spitfire when I could have just bought a Spitfire in the first place. Why would I do that? So the nice thing about a podcast where you've got two hosts is you get differing opinions. <laughs> that makes no sense. And those of you will notice that Simon's opinions can often be slightly stronger than mine. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Um, you I think you'll find, and I don't know this for sure. Mm. However, the rise of the Lego, Lego sales amongst adults, a lot of that is to do with... Um, or some of it, at least, and I would hope a lot of it, is to do with mental health. So I've just been listening to Rob Beckett on another on a podcast, and he talks about the fact that he likes Lego because it's distracting, it's his time, it settles his brain, he doesn't fit, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Really interesting, particularly from a guy who you think is so well put together. And we've all struggled yeah. with um, mental health, et cetera. So, it's fascinating. so he makes Lego kits. He makes Lego kits. Yeah, yeah, right. Really? So when I was listening to that, I was thinking about this Airfix thing problem. Not problem. It's in fascinating. I can't wait to auction them because you've got an awful lot of them. And we really have done it before, ones, but it yeah. is quite interesting. Yeah. But I think putting a slightly serious spin on what is a fun conversation is that Airfix, before Lego was aimed at a more um, cross the ages market, I can't help but feel that Airfix has the same qualities. Yeah. So when that. you're a kid, you're absolutely right. I couldn't make them for love nor money. The glue was a pain in the neck. I've got fat fingers. I have hardly even got opposable thumbs, um, I don't think. Um, and I'd, you know, I'd get to the end of the plane and then I'd find that I'd already glued the mm. pilot in and he was still, wasn't painted. So I'd have a gray pilot <laughs> in a, you know, the whole thing was disaster. <laughs> And my, and my dad used to laugh at me and all that sort of nonsense. But I think that you'll find a lot of older people, and I'm not trying to age everybody here, but a lot of old people now, older people will buy these. One, they, it's the old traditional thing that they remind you of your youth. And two, it's just, you know what? I can sit for an hour, chill out, literally switch my brain off because I'm more worried about the camo pattern or getting the tyres on mm, properly. Or, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just switching your brain off. And um, so I wonder whether that is partly where we're seeing a little rise because we've certainly these things oh no they're making good money aren't they we've yeah 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 we've sold lots of them in the past and you know they are quite because didn't airfix didn't airfix go out of business in like 2006 i may not have my facts spot on here but they're not made anymore are they no 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 unless they're made under license yeah maybe but i don't think that you know a good airfix kit Fetch yeah. is an absolute fortune. Fetch is an absolute fortune. Oh, no, they must do because we've got some Star Wars kits. So somebody must be making them. 1970s, mate. Oh, what don't am I forget, about? Don't forget. Don't oh, forget. 1970s. Crikey. We're having a, I, I only know this. 1970s and 80s, isn't it? So 1977, I think, some of that stuff. So, you know, you're talking... Mm. A, some of this stuff is, is old, old, old. But that would make a lot of sense, Harry, actually, because I've been pondering this as I plough through hundreds and hundreds of, by the way, unopened, still cellophane, airfix kits, thinking, who's... And that makes perfect sense, because you're right. 
as a kid, I did try and make a few of these, made a right hooli of them, and you know, they have not stood the test of time. In fact, they're in the bin somewhere. But actually, as an adult, yeah, if you want some chill out, some downtime, some refocus your brain on something that isn't important but is all consuming, an airfix kit is probably the way to go. I probably need one. I should probably buy some myself. I think you definitely need one. <laughs> I can't do Lego anymore because my children have had hundreds of Lego kits and their way of storing them is to get one container and pour all the Lego into the single container so you can't find any bits. That's not a relaxing way to build anything, I tell you that right now. I've just been sent, I've just been sent a photo as we're recording. Um, somebody can hear me, uh, Emma, and she has sent me a picture of the mirrored horse. I'll put that up on the Instagram as well next to your Saab. <laughs> that's going to be an odd couple yeah absolutely um okay so what else? so you've got airfix kits uh i've got airfix I've got, kits yeah what have i got coming up in september i've got an awful lot an awful lot of furniture we are now this will sound absolutely ludicrous so we're recording this on the penultimate day of august and we are doing a house clearance every weekday until the second week of october and they are all downsizers really so yeah 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 so we've got an enormous amount of furniture coming through the doors um and we've um what we've done and simon this is purely down to you because you like our you you've always championed our green credentials is that we're even taking in the stuff that we wouldn't normally take and mm. we're doing gen a couple of general sales over the autumn oh brilliant um, yeah. so that this stuff doesn't um all this stuff doesn't end up in landfill we can't help but feel that with the prices of everything hurtling you know just general things that actually selling some of the sort of superfluous hoovers and god knows what at low low prices will actually help a lot of people out Absolutely. Um, so, so uh, that's not about us being altruistic. It's purely down to the fact that needs must. We don't want to put it into a landfill, etc. And therefore, um, so that's an that's been an interesting take this month that we've actually had to gear up our um, our auction calendar a bit to mm. slip in some extra uh, auctions where we will be selling stuff that we wouldn't normally was not our normal stock in trade. Uh, but that's quite an interesting turn of events. But yeah, the downsizing thing, like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, absolutely massive at the moment. Because do you think because of the pressures of the economy and everything else? Is that is that the motivating well, reasons or? Yeah, it could be, could be. But I mean, we sell lots of luxury items, as you know, in our last sales, yeah. uh, both of us sold luxury items at very good prices. So I think the market is is strong across the board. But I do think that people, you can't help but read about it, can you? And everybody's worried. So, you know, at least, and we're in the same boat. We've got business premises that have uncapped electricity and gas um, supplies, don't we? So, you know, that's play, it's playing on everybody's minds, I guess. It's all so, getting yeah. expensive. It's all getting it doesn't all have to be funny, podcast, does it? But, um, yeah, <laughs> apparently so, yeah. not. No. No, apparently not. But there you go. But so there's that. I tell you, I tell you what, we, what you did get good prices for, um, weirdly, <laughs> weirdly, in your last sale, 
and I still can't go because I made a note as we were sat on the rostrum to bring this up. Oh, I've got to talk about that. That's what I wanted to talk about, and I've lost my notes. Hang on a moment before you tell your anecdote. During our last auction at Windsor, it was like being, um, it was like having an adjudicator. That's the word. An adjudicator next to me because all the way through the auction, Simon was writing on a pad next to me, key words and noting things down, all the rest of it. You thought I was writing a shopping list. Yeah, I thought it was a shopping list, to be fair, because that's how my brain works. Um, I was saying more jelly babies, more donuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I was laughing and I said, what's that? And he said, oh, it's content for the podcast. There's, there is an issue with my plan, though. So You've lost I had, list. yeah, I lost the scrap bit of paper. Um, I had loads yeah. of stuff written on it. And I thought this will be good for the podcast. That'll be good for the podcast. Wrote it on a scrap piece of paper, put it in my pocket. Fairly confident it's been through the washing machine. <laughs> Sorry, However, I got across you. The, Go on. But the one thing that I did, did stand out, weirdly, you had in Windsor, uh, in the jewellery section, quite a lot of eternity rings. Yeah. Sign of the times. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Well, I now, can't, now, I can't hang on. tell you. Go on. Hang on. I also want to mention, I got a little bit confused because we made some lovely... Uh, so, eternity ring, diamonds all the way round, usually in platinum or white gold, beautiful rings. Bought for your loved one, obviously. <gasps> We're in it for eternity. Who goes out and buys a half eternity ring? I'm only in this for half of eternity. Who who thinks that's a good idea? Why have we got half eternity rings? I pledge my love to you, Harry. I pledge my love to you for half of eternity. Somebody else is getting the full eternity ring. Mate, I mean, I'm happy with you pledging your love to me for half of eternity. If that's where you, the way you want to it go. It already... I, although... You can keep the ring. <laughs> although, if I'm honest, I mean, I love my wife, but eternity seems like a very long time. You are so lucky. Well, I know, but still... listen to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I, I thought you were going to say you were lucky to have such a beautiful wife, and I am. You are I lucky. Still, you are lucky. I that, still That feel you are lucky about. I still feel um, eter- on, eternity, long time. On the subject of these rings, uh, two people... Yeah, threw them gone, back at you. Ha, no, have got engaged oh. since that <gasps> using those antique vintage rings. Okay, so two people have got engaged, one for eternity and one for half of eternity. No, well, I don't know about the eternity people, but two people got engaged. What, with rings that we sold? Yeah. <gasps> You're like a Cupid... Yeah, well, I mean, mm. it'd have to have very big wings. <laughs> like a wingspan of a Boeing <laughs> to get, 747. To get this, this Cupid frame <laughs> off the floor. I'd oh, be no, starting... just, hang on, hang on. We've taken a different slant here, haven't we? We don't run auction houses. We don't sell stuff. We create, nurture and sell dreams. Yeah, that's not quite how the young man who collected one of the rings put it. No. <laughs> Third wife? No, no, no. First okay. wife. Okay. Oh, well, um, and, and apparently very romantic and all the rest of it. But I got the distinct impression that he had been shown the webpage <laughs> of the catalogue <laughs> and, and told that right. if he was thinking of popping the question, that is the ring I want. <laughs> I mean... 
he obviously does Which love I'm her. not sure. No, that's lovely. That's lovely. Yeah. I mean, he could have rocked up and gone, do you know what? I'm going to buy that samurai sword instead. That would have been a tricky conversation. <laughs> yes, Where's what my I ring? Really want, mm. What I really want is a one-eighth Ferrari. <laughs> one-eighth scale Ferrari. <laughs> one-eighth scale Ferrari. Where's my ring? Well, it was coming up to the ring and then this replica pistol came up <laughs> and it was all I couldn't help myself. Yeah, now apparently you've got replica pistols in your next sale. Is that right? Um, a lovely lady uh, wandered into our auction house and this is how strange the auction business can be. I'm thinking some Royal Dalton, some Ladro, some China. Couldn't be further from the truth. I've got eight replica pistols, including a Luger and a Colt 45. You'll be pleased to know I've run them by the local police force and they have confirmed their replicas. I'd like you to sell them all. Not what I was expecting from this lovely uh, little old lady, to be honest. Oh, on cue, Simon lives by the seaside, for those of you who don't believe me, because I have to keep... Did you hear that? It's, I have to keep talking over these blinking seagulls. They are annoying. <laughs> oh, producer David, <laughs> leave it in. Simon keeps opening his window. We're going to hear a thud one day, and one's going to just hit the window looking for chips. I must stop leaving my fish and chips on the windowsill whilst we're doing this. It's no good. It's no good. Yeah, so we've got lots of replica guns, and interestingly, one of our traders did come in, and for reasons I can't explain, on a Friday evening he went, he actually said to me, you're locking up in the next half an hour, aren't you? I said, yes. He said, do you really want to leave all of those guns on the windowsill for the world to see? I said, do you know what? Do you know what? That is a very... I'm going to put them away. It's not the look we're going for. Yeah, guns on the windowsill. I can also tell you that um, we had... Uh, Susie had a lovely... Well, I say a lovely experience. No, an annoying... Um, she went to buy barbecue from our local butchers in Seaton, where Terry, our butcher said, oh, here, Harry and Simon are at it again. She said, I beg your pardon, what have they been up to now? We've been listening to their podcast. So even our local butcher, Terry. Oh, let's name check them. It's a good butcher too. It's a brilliant butcher. The Taste of Devon in Seaton on the high street. Terry's Taste of Devon. It's not, it's just called Taste of Devon, but I've thrown the Terry in because it is because Terry. Because Terry is and the butcher. He's been listening to us. He is the butcher. But actually, all he said was, isn't it enough that they've been on telly for five minutes? They've now got to make a podcast. <laughs> well, we're not on telly, are we? That's the issue. No, no, As that's we've probably been cancelled from telly. We've already discussed, we've been cancelled. We're not on the telly and therefore we're doing a podcast instead because we've got egos the size of houses. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the seagull. And, and, and by the way, Terry, still no discount. Even though you've had a shout out, <laughs> yeah. no discount we'll do, on we'll those sausages. We'll do an ad if they'd like to sponsor yeah. us. We'll uh, we'll do Terry's an ad. Terry's taste of Devon. <laughs> That's got to be twenty percent off, Terry. I'm seeing you next week for the auction next Monday, right? Well, I hope so. I don't want to do it on my own. I'll get lonely up there. I'm signing off. I can't wait to do two hundred sets of FX models. <laughs> and what and... you have? What you and what you have? Another breakdown. I mean, it's the high point of my month. <laughs> it's just I mean we're not making enough money for the therapy maybe as you pointed out I should actually be buying these hair fix models sitting quietly in a darkened corner it's highly likely that you will look to your right during the auction 
and I will be doing a little airfix waddle. <laughs> Mate, I will see you uh, beginning of the week, but no doubt we will speak before then. Love it. Take care, All mate. All right, buddy. We shall Take see care. you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Cheers, bye.